What is going on, everybody? I hope you are having a great of a day as I am. I'm your host, Paul Spry, and this is The Daily Drive with Spry. Hey, guys. So, before I jump into this episode, the third episode of How I Think, I just want to say thank you for everyone that's tuned in so far and helped me get feedback along the way and help me get specific as to what I should talk about on uh, on this show. Um, it really helps me a lot and it really helps the audiences a lot because at the end of the day, you know, I'm providing what is needed of the audience and that just makes me care that much more. So I want to say thank you and let's get it. Hey guys, so for my third episode, uh, this will be discussing how how I think when it comes to a process of designing, whether it's an app or whether it's a website, I just want to make it clear that this is how I personally think. This is what works for me. And I know there's a lot of tools online that talk about different ways of doing processes and the right ways. And quite frankly, there is no right way. There's a pro- Yeah, sure, there's processes and there's good practices. But at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever works for you. And this is why I'm here today to show you how I personally think. And maybe that can help benefit you one day. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm very, very happy, very happy to share this information with you. And, and we're going to have some fun with it. So let's just jump right into it. How I think. I know a couple of you have looked at my website and I couldn't be any more grateful that you have done that. Uh, it means so much to me that this is actually resonating with some people and people are genuinely interested on my process of thinking as a UX designer. So so going into my website of how I think, I work in three stages. I work in the planning stage, I work in the prototyping stage, and I work in the producing stage. So this episode is strictly just going to generalize those three stages and then I promise you there will be three more episodes getting into each of those stages into more detail because I want to keep this short, I want to keep this genuine, and I want to keep this uh, interesting for you guys. So jumping right into the first stage, the planning stage, this is the most important stage. This is a critical point. This is, it could either pivot you guys or, or, oh, pivot, that's two ways. So yeah, it's going to pivot you guys one way or the other. So the first stage, the first point of, of uh, planning is knowing who your audience is, okay? Knowing what your audience is. And knowing what and who your audience is, is single-handedly the most important thing. If, you're, if you don't know your demographic, if you don't know the, the geolocation of where this app is going to be is going to catch you're lost absolutely lost and i'm going to tell you blunt so you, you have to know exactly what this app what this app is going to do who it's for and why it's even why you even want to do it that's the first question why do you even want to create this app whoa massive accident here sorry guys so when you ask yourself why why this is happening, why this app is needed, who the audience is, is about this, this is interested in this app and what product they actually need, 
then you can finally get going with with what it takes okay is this app feasible okay is it viable and is it desirable those are the three big ones is it desirable for humans okay is do you, is it even interesting do people are people going to use it is it feasible okay is it feasible that is from the uh development perspective is it feasible can it actually be done okay next question is it is it viable business wise does it have sustainability is it you know those three things viability uh feasibility and desirability get those three things down and you're on your way to creating a fantastic product the next stage i'm going to get into is the prototyping stage so the prototyping stage that is when you start putting that idea down you have the concept you have who the audience is you have what it's for you have how you're going to do it next is to put it on paper so get that idea down i like to introduce the 842 sketch model i have an article on medium that illustrates that um so i highly recommend you give that a look but for now i will i'll do an episode on what that is uh, just to make it clear for for audio listeners but it's basically crunching your idea into a limited amount of screens to make the most simple process possible to make it clear in your heads. You got to think macro guys, you can't think micro. And I love quoting Gary Vee on that because it's it's anything but false. You know, you have to think what screens are needed in this app and how simple can you make it without thinking about the complexities and the inevitable consequences that are going to occur. So get those things down, sketch out the idea. Another part of this step is user flows. So you have to you have to understand what the journey map or what the flow of the user is really really going to be. You have to think as a UX designer, you have to think as the human user. Okay? You're designing for humans, okay? They have a lot of factors they think about. They have a lot of emotional attachments, biases, um you know what happened to them that day that can influence them using your app you have to think about these things so at the end of the day when they're not just testing this app they're not just using this app you have to account for everything that could possibly be going on in their life and will they still want to use your app even though they're pissed off one day you know so create the journey map create an empathy map i'll get into all these things later but a journey map is let's let's do a basic very basic example okay here's one bob signs up with roger's telephone next step bob gets overcharged one month next step bob wants to call roger's but he knows the time he knows the customer service line is always jammed rammed and he he won't be able to get an honest answer because he knows how he knows how it works he knows how customer the customer service calls work. So he goes online. Next step. He finds a website. Great. Yelp. I don't know. That's for restaurants, but whatever. We'll use it. He finds Yelp. Goes on Yelp. Complains to Yelp. You know where I'm going with this. So you have to create the flow, the journey that the user will go into to make it clear in your head on how to design this product. 
And that's vital. That's vital. If you don't know what screens will be, what error messages will happen, what little details, every single thing that you see on an app, you take for granted, that was specifically designed by someone who thought about that thing you just took for granted. So remember that. So after you created this, the, the journey maps, you know, you can get into empty maps and all that stuff, but main thing is the user flows, the data flows. I know that's more architecture, but you have to know why things are happening and when they are happening in your app before you even get the screens down. You know, this is just simple boxes, simple circle shapes, just having arrows pointing, you know, logically to where, where it's supposed to go. The next and final step of my, of my process of how I like to think is the producing stage. So the producing stage is when you create the wireframes, you know, click the, uh, make the clickable prototype wireframes, the, the, the high fidelity mockups that you see and you awe at when you see a beautiful design, that's a high fidelity mockup. And that is literally just the icing on top guts. Okay. They don't start designing those beautiful, those beautiful apps. So what I mean by that, that is they don't just jump into a, a, a sketching tool and start creating this mass, this massive, beautiful product. Okay. It, it takes all these processes, um, to do that well, at least. So what I mean by wireframing, wireframing is getting the general skeleton down of the app, regardless of how you do it, it's the general skeleton, the outlining screen. So what I mean by this is, yeah, you can have a screen. Okay. And then you can have, um, boxes that illustrate the location of text boxes, the location of images, all these things that for certain iterations, all these things are subject to change, but it's to get it on uh, a paper, uh, sorry, a platform. So you can coordinate with a development team or management, whatever you need to, to truly decide, okay, this is how it's going to look. This is how it's intended to look. Let's let me create a clickable prototype. So I, what I like to do is creating a clickable prototype. This is done with one of my favorite tools InVision, I N V I S I O N InVision. And that's a collaborative tool that allows me to create spaces with on my screen, on top of my screens that will allow any user that's shared with the document to click that certain space. And that space will link to another screen. So that will bring your user flow to life that. So now your user flow becomes a screen flow. So now without the animations and everything, they can, they can see, okay, this screen will lead to this screen. This screen will lead to this screen. If I do this, this error will come up. All these screens will become linked with a clickable prototype. And this is crucial. If you want to sell a product quick, if you want to retain a, a client quickly, this is what trust does. You know, this, what, this is what gains trust. So, after that, then you can jump into the high fidelity mockups, make it pretty. But this is, this is more of a UI job, the user, user interface job. The UX designer looks for more of the logic, looks for why it happens, the science behind why the screens are created, what, what makes them easy to use, hence the experience and the interface self-explanatory, the technician more that creates the, 
the wireframe. You give them the wireframe, you give them the deliverables, and they'll create you the best looking screen that you'll ever see. But they're not really focused on why it happens. Depends on the company though, right? So those are generally the three, the three stages that I like to stay in. The planning stage, why, who, and what your audience is. Know that, know that first, I'm telling you. You're lost without that step. I'll get into, I'll get into more specific planning in the next episode. The second one is prototyping, okay? Rapid prototyping, sketch it. Get that, that, get that idea down on paper first, okay? Um, Amazon has a great, a great book. It's like orange book or something like that. It, it's full with a hundred. If you're specific in, in uh, mobile apps, it's, it features like a hundred templates that, that you can, uh, that you can just sketch in, right? So you don't have to think like, oh, well, is the screen actually this big? It will give you the screen size. So you'll, it's just sketching within that app, within that paper. And it's, it's beautiful. Um, Third one, the producing stage, wireframing, uh, wireframing, get those high fidelity mockups on. And I can't stress enough that through this whole process, constant communication, open door policy. I can't stress that enough. Open door pos- pol- uh, policy. This is agile environment. Okay. This is agile people work as you go, make changes as you go, but make it clear and to have things clear, you need to have an open communication. Updates on apps, okay, patch changes, all that stuff, that's all based on experiences and feedback. So if you don't have feedback, you'll never develop and evolve your designs. And that's a hard, that's a hard no. So you guys know, now you guys know my, my three stages, planning, prototyping, and uh, producing stage. Very quickly, um, I know a couple of you have asked what tools I use very quickly. I'll do an episode on this, but for rapid prototyping and wireframing, I love to use Envision, like I just said. Sketch is by far my favorite app because I'm a Mac user. I used to use Adobe Illustrator, but Sketch is a Mac Mac compatible uh, software that allows you to create anything from wireframes, user flows, anything you really want, anything the you know, the world's your oyster in this thing. It has potential and it's still growing. It's massive. So I uh, can't be any more happier to use this, this specific uh, program. Um, what other tools? Zeppelin. I'll get into all these tools. Zeppelin is a, is a nice tool for, for developers. You, you upload the screen and they can see the exact CSS and dimensions and whatever color schemes, whatever hex codes, everything that is used to create that screen. Beautiful app to make it a little easier for, uh, for the development team. Um, and that's about it for this episode. So I'd love to stay in chat. I know I'm rambling now a little bit, but you know, my three steps of how I think generally now plan it, prototype it and produce it. I'll get into the planning next time, but for now, thank you for joining in on a daily drive with Spry and I hope to see you guys next time. Thanks.